it done. You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. It's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? Welcome into Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the Big Dog, Rick Watson. And yes, we're grooving right into our number two. Jermaine Farrell, David Smith, James Herring a little bit later on, but joining us now on the program. He is the Virginia Tech Hall of Famer and the Virginia Broadcaster of the Year. His name is Mike Burnup. He was on the call last night with Zach Mackey for Tech and Duke. Good morning, Michael. How are you? I am good, Rick. How about yourself? Oh, it's always uh, great to catch up with you, my friend. And uh, I thought, I was just telling Mike before we start. I mean, the first thought I had as the game starts at 7, I'm getting ready to watch a little bit of it. I'm like, hey, good. Burnup doesn't have to start at 9 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the truth. I did go back and look. I think it's the Florida State game. We got one more game at 9 o'clock at night, but at least it's at home. These teams that play on the road at 9 o'clock, man, that is just brutal. Getting back home if you're long distance. Oh, and, uh, yeah. so yeah. yeah, yeah. Those those are tough ones. It hurts the crowd, but you know, Hokers got the win against BC. Hokers are playing well until last night, but Duke is really good. Yeah, and you got to give them a lot of credit. They got really good players, and uh, they got the win over the Hokies and uh, kind of stopped that three game winning streak. Yeah, that was the thing, and just listening to Mike Young's pressure. I mean, sometimes you just got to tip your hat to the opponent, right? And I, it's really the first time I've watched a full game, Mike, of Duke. And you're right; they were they were really good last night. They seem like after they lost to Pitt, they may have kind of rebooted themselves a little bit. Yeah, they've won every game I guess since then, except one, and uh, they have played well. Uh, you know, they got they got really good players. I mean, you look at it, it's not a deep team. I mean, they're basically one seven deep, maybe the most. Gosh, they shot the ball well. They shot 55% for the game. They made nine of 17 threes, you know, again, better than 50%. Uh, they got good balance in their scoring. Uh, they passed the ball well. They had 19 assists. I can't believe I mean, there's a team that, that uh, is one of the best teams in terms of turnovers, and, of course, uh, of leading the nation or whatever. They're like nine turnovers a game, and they had 14 turnovers last night to Duke. And the Hokies had a season low of Four, but the fact that they just they couldn't rebound. I mean, it was thirty-eight to twenty or something. Uh, the margin of rebounding difference, which is <laughs> that's a lot to overcome. That's a lot of second chance points. Uh, and you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, Okie's gotten very little off their bench. You know, they got outscored twenty-five or something to four, and uh, it was just uh, got to give them a lot of credit. They, uh, they had a tough game against Clemson, won it at the end with a couple of clutch free throws, mm-hmm. less than a second left, had to travel on Sunday to come up here and then play this game, and now they got to go to Chapel Hill. That's a, it's a good win for Duke. Yeah, it really is. And, and because of all that, I thought Tech might have a great shot you know, last night yeah. because it's natural, right, to look at short turnaround when you're traveling and then to have your big rival game as the next game. Yeah. They got off to a good start. I mean, you know, they played pretty well early on, and uh, 
you know, had the lead for quite a while. I don't know, five or six minutes or something. And then it just kind of turned and, and Duke got kind of warm from outside and, you know, made it shot, nice shot before the half. And, um, you know, they just kind of kept pouring it on and Hokies didn't get that close later. You know, it's, it's just, uh, one of those things. I mean, I was telling Zach, when you look at that team, I mean, the, the legacy of Duke and, you know, Coach K was an unbelievable coach, and Shire just looked like he's picked up right where he left off. I mean, you realize they got four McDonald's All-Americans on that team, Rick? Four of them. Four. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, four of them. And think about this. I was telling Zach this, at the, I think, I don't know, is it during the game or post-game? They've had one McDonald's All-American in 40 consecutive years. How about that? <laughs> wow. 40 years. Wow. So the legacy of Duke, I mean, you look at it. I mean, Jared McCain, here's a guy that's a 6'3 guard. A number one player out of California had 10 rebounds uh, last night against the Hokies, had 21 points against Clemson. You know, you look at guys like Tyrese Proctor, who's been around a long time. He's 6'5", you know, he's long, really good player. You know, Mark Mitchell's like the Swiss Army knife. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, he was on the watch list for the Julius Irving Award. And, you know, Filipowski was an All-American preseason, preseason player of the year, first team All-ACC, I mean, they got really good players, and um, you got to give them a lot of credit. Hokies played hard. You know, nothing against them. They, they just, the Duke's just a little bit better right now, or a little bit better last night. The Virginia Tech Hall of Famer Mike Burnup joining us on the program. Yeah, I, I agree on all fronts, and you know, it's hearing those numbers, it's staggering. And I got to give John Shire some credit, Mike. I wasn't sure how that was going to work following Shashevsky, but I guess because he was a disciple there. He kind of eased into it, you know, and, and it feels like he is really starting to create his own niche within that program. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and of course, he was an All-American. He was a two-time team captain. I mean, the guy had been around Duke forever, it seems like. And, um, you know, he was uh, – they, they won the national title, I think, in 29, 22, 10 maybe with him playing. And uh, so – 27, I can't remember when it was. Anyway, they, they, he did win a national title. He's been around there a long time, been around Coach K forever. And, uh, you know, it's all about the players. And if you got the infrastructure there for players, and it seemed like Duke does, right, when they're getting all these terrific players year in and year out, uh, you know, it makes it a lot easier to coach uh, a team like that. So, you know, good for uh, good for him, good for Duke. And, um, you know, there's only two ACC teams ranked right now. That's Duke and Carolina. Both of them in the top ten should be a whale of a game Saturday night. And uh, so that's good for the league in one way, but, you know, not so good for the league in terms of getting teams in the NCAA tournament. And for Virginia Tech, that was a great chance to, you know, try to get a nice uh, uh, win on a, uh, against a really good team and, you know, kind of boost your resume, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, that was the game that really was standing out for Tech to say, okay, now – they're going to go on a serious run here, potentially to get back into that tournament bubble scenario. And when you lose a game like that, fair or not, you know, at home, on TV, it does. They go back, right? The committee talks about that. And hopefully they can play their way out of it here in February coming up. But you're right. That was a big opportunity loss last night. Well, it was. And, uh, you know, there's a, when you look at the rest of the schedule there, there's not a lot of resume boosters on there right yeah, especially yeah. when you talk about who's ranked and so you know you got carolina and you got to play them on a the road that's never easy uh playing down in chapel hill and so that'll be difficult you know miami's difficult the, the schedules uh is not easy coming up i mean february's right around the corner right you got seven games in the month of february and only 
Well, it's two or three of them, or two of them are at home. Yeah, you got two home games in the month of February. Florida State and UVA. The other five are on the road. Mm. So you're playing Miami, playing Notre Dame, North Carolina, Pitt and Syracuse. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult to say the least. Um, so, but again, Duke is really good. Give them credit, and um, they played well. I'm trying to think, Mike, headed into February, I can't remember a year that we've seen, like you just mentioned, only two ACC teams in that top 25. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of crazy. Clemson yeah. has, you know, been there for quite a while, and then they kind of hit the skid a little bit. Miami, you know, was a Final Four team from a year ago. So, obviously, they were getting some preseason love, but they've struggled a little bit. And, you know, that's going to be a big game for the Hokies to try to go down there and even it up after they lost at home to uh, the Hurricanes. Well, and one thing that Mike Young talked about, you could tell, I mean, Sean Padula, as good as he's been carrying the offense, was forcing it last night, right? Duke kind of took him out of his comfort zone. Well, yeah, I mean, they they can defend. I mean, good gosh, they uh, they can do a really nice job of making you look bad. The Hokies just couldn't make a lot of threes, you know, and you look at the final total, it was 27%, I think, 6 of 22. So, yeah, when you don't make threes in this offense, it's tough. And, you know, part of the problem is, again, you know, Coach is staying with the guys that, you know, he feels like he can get it done with. And, you know, Sean Padula played over 38 minutes. And Couture, I think, played over 39 minutes. He came off that one little time there for about a half a minute, and that was it. So, you know, didn't see Rex Steiner. That's hurt Mackay Long, you know, still out with that sore knee. You know, he could certainly help you in that rebounding game. And the Hokies, you know, were 18 down in the rebounding margin. So hopefully we can get those guys back and uh, healthy and spell Padula a little bit and take some of the burden off of him. And I thought, you know, when you when you think about Proctor did such a good job against Hunter Couture when, in the game last year down in uh, Durham, I think he was only two for four shooting. He guarded him pretty well. Hunter did get loose and make a couple nice shots, you know, later on. Uh, still, you know, he had to work for every point he got. Yeah, only eight shots, and, and no tech box score should have Sean taking fifteen shots and Hunter just eight. You know, it shows you Duke yeah. did a good job of shutting it off for him last night. Yeah, yeah, and MJ Collins played well. I mean, he was he played really well. Put a nice game. Had three assists in the game, and you know, he had seventeen points. His career high was thirty, but uh, yeah, I thought he played well. Mike Burnup joining us on the program, the broadcaster of the year for two thousand and twenty-three. Some good news locally here for a Christiansburg product, Mike, as Virginia Tech gets a 2025 commitment, the big offensive lineman. I mean, it's always great to see. I know how much you appreciate seeing local kids get their chance in Blacksburg. And uh, Carter Stollard, who's a big, big guy, chance to develop one more year before he jumps into Tech's program. Yeah, how about that? I mean, uh, dude, guys own zip code. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> I mean, Six, seven. Six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he may still be, may still be growing. I mean, yeah, yeah he's a he's a hoss now. And uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, he may be on campus last night. This was it was so odd because Coach Proud, the whole football team came out during one of the timeouts in the second half and threw t-shirts to the crowd. And uh, Coach Proud tried to get them all fired up, but apparently they had like 20, 25, 30 kids there, uh, recruits on a Monday night to watch that game. And so that was kind of interesting, which probably leads you to leave most of them were within, you know, some sort of a range. And a lot of them were, you know, probably maybe walk-on candidates. You just never know. Prospects. 
But, uh, yeah, I think he might have been there last night. But, that, yeah, that's a good get. And, uh, well, you can never have enough linemen. No. And so that certainly could help things. It's great to see. I know Coach Prague got everybody fired up last night at the game, bringing yeah. him out for the Duke game, right? Yeah, he did. Unfortunately, uh, they couldn't get the energy. But what a great crowd it was, the whiteout. And, you know, it was, it was so funny. You know, they do the Smithfield bacon thing where oh, you, yeah. in the second half, you know, if you miss two free throws. And Philikowski, you missed the front end uh, of, <laughs> of, of two shots twice. And, I mean, you talk about <laughs> decibel level at Castle was going off the charts. <laughs> and then he sank both of the second one. So it was like they were so bummed. They were booing him back down the court. <laughs> oh, that's a great – what a great scene that is. All that, that white and those yeah. things they were flopping. So, and you know, those, those big guys, you know, they play well. They got a little bit of foul trouble, but they continued to play and, uh, you know, stayed clean. So, you know, we'll see how far they can go. It's a young team and uh, – their their talent that should be a heck of a game Saturday in Chapel Hill. Yeah, it really should. I mean, for them and uh, and for Tech, like you said, sometimes you know you, you go out on the road and you can get right. I know they'd been struggling, but they got that nice win against NC State, so maybe they can kind of circle the wagons again. As you mentioned, Miami and then Notre Dame, two very winnable environments for Tech if they can play well. Yeah, they've won at Miami before, and of course they've won at Notre Dame. They're struggling a little bit up there for sure, Coach. And uh, all that, you know, they're going to play hard and give you all they got. Uh, but, yeah, they got some opportunities. And, of course, as we said, five of seven on the road, not one Saturday home game uh, or Sunday, uh, not a weekend home game in the whole month of February. Uh, yeah, it's going to be – you better get used to playing on the road in hostile environments because that's what you're into. Well, and we'll see how it all plays out because, Mike, you've done this for so many years. You know how important February is, right? I mean, this is the year you kind of – I mean, this is the month that you have to kind of reboot, right, to kind of say, okay, uh, we've got it ahead of us now. Here's the things that we've learned about ourselves, and now it's time to, to get better one final time before we head into tournament mode. Yeah, I mean, you're halfway through the ACC. You know, you're 5-5, five and five and you got 10 left, and so – you know, you got to make hay when the sun shines, and this is it. This is your time to try to shine, get that momentum, and start playing well. Uh, and, uh, you know, getting ready for the ACC tournament, which will be up in D.C. this year. So, yeah, you thought you had a little momentum. Had they could have won that game last night, that would have been fantastic. But they didn't. And, uh, again, you just got to regroup and go play the next one. And you never mind going to Miami, right? I mean, you never mind. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. I hope it's going to be nice and warm. <laughs> you know, took the earliest flight out Friday, and, you know, it's like anything's warmer than this. <laughs> right? Looking out here and see frost everywhere, it's like, ugh. Uh, it's depressing. I don't yeah. see that in Miami. <laughs> and uh, Bill, mentioned the, the food. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you throw in the food with the weather. Yeah, why would you come back? Uh, and Bill Ross going to be in town, yeah. so we're going to hammer him. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, here's the funny thing. So he's been telling me, you know, he's, he's like, he's always wanted a boat. And he's like, instead of buying a boat, you know, he, he was in like a boat club, you know, where you can yeah, yeah. Like, pay a membership fee every month or whatever. Sure. So I forgot to ask him if he's still in that. But if he is, I'm saying, hey, you need to get a boat. We're going to go out there and let me see if you really are a skipper. Or if you're like, you know, <laughs> is he more Gilligan? Gilligan's Island, and we'll never get back. <laughs> so, 
We're going to find out this weekend, maybe. <laughs> well, if you find Ginger Marianne, give me a call. I'm going to get a flight and head down there with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, the professor and Marianne get some money. <laughs> and I know. No, Bill, what a great show that oh, was. Oh, I know. I love Gil Gonzalez. Hey, and Bill was talking about. <laughs> they did a nice. Yeah, they did a nice tribute to celebrate. You didn't know about it, right? When they were recognizing you for being broadcaster of the year, he was telling us. No, I had no clue. I was sitting there looking at this cameras like eight inches from my face, and I'm thinking, <laughs> "Dude, what the hell are you doing?" Like, <laughs> and I look up, and Zach says, "You're on the screen." I said, "What? What's uh, going on now?" It's like, "No, I had no idea." Like, what did I do? Um, but it right. was, yeah, yeah. Like they catch you off guard. It's just. Good thing you weren't picking your nose or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it was great. Good team award. And, you know, happy for everybody in our group because uh, everybody pitches in, man. It's good. It's been fun. Well, congratulations again, my friend. And stay safe. And we'll be uh, following the Hokies and listening to you and Zach this weekend as you guys get ready to start this two-game trip uh, in uh, Coral Gables. Okay, sounds good, Rick. Have a good rest of your week. All right, man, you too. There you go. That's uh, Mike Burnup, the Virginia Tech Hall of Famer, joining us on the program. Gilligan's Island was a great show. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. We'll have to ask Roth about that tomorrow. You see more of the skipper or Gilligan on the boat. All right, we'll be back rolling along here on a Tuesday. Stay with us. Thanks to Mike Burnup for joining us. So last Friday on the uh, wonderful All Request Friday, which is uh, just exploded, someone wanted to hear some Sinatra, so I ended up finding a live version of um, of a Sinatra tune, um, one for my baby, one for the road. And one thing I forgot to mention in that video, the entire time Sinatra is out there, <laughs> he's got a drink in his hand. And he's smoking a cigarette. I don't know. It looked like some award show or something of that nature. I'm unsure. But I'm sitting there going, this guy. Uh, he, he Hitting every note impeccably as he always did. And he would, during the breaks when he wasn't singing and the music was playing, he would take a sip of his drink and he would take a puff on his cigarette. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> Nowadays, you have, uh, you know, all the cancel culture. Anytime anybody wants to smoke on uh, on screen, they take it out or, you know, whatever. They've gone, the old shows, the old movies, they cut out those scenes. Yeah, because that's going to save a lot of people. Everything else is okay, but you know, somebody wants to fire up a lung dart, well, then that's off limits. You know, Andy Griffith smoked on uh, his show. Andy Taylor, the sheriff, Andy Taylor, smoked consistently on his show because Andy Griffith was a big-time smoker. Let's hope they never try to cut that out of the old Andy Griffith episodes. Just leave stuff alone. God almighty. Don't get me started on that. We could do a whole week's of shows on what's going on with the culture in this country. Uh, And maybe we will someday. 
All right. Um, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're halfway home. Hope you're well wherever you might be. Thanks to Mike Burnham. Jermaine Farrell going to join us next. We're going to talk to Jermaine about the, uh, the commit from the Christiansburg youngster to Virginia Tech and to some high school basketball. Your request. Jermaine's going to let us know about some of the potential state champion contenders. Who's developed? Who's doing well? When we come back here as we roll along on a Tuesday. Sayers, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. And as always, rest in peace, Kansas Comet. What a great, great interview that was. Mm. Welcome back to the program. Hope you're well wherever you might be here on this Tuesday. Great stuff there from uh, Mike Burnup, as always, and always great stuff. We we're joined by our next guest. He's the sports director at WFXR. His name is Jermaine Farrell. Jermaine, good morning. How are you, my friend? Good morning to the honorable, never duplicated Rick <laughs> Well, you're way too kind, way too kind. All right, uh, we're going to talk some high school hoops here a little bit, but I want to ask you, you know, Christiansburg football last night announced that uh, they have a young man who's got a season ahead uh, who's going to play football for Virginia Tech. It's always a great story. I know how much you appreciate when the local kids, whether it's here in the New River Valley or the Roanoke Valley, get a chance to live out their dreams, and congratulations to Carter Stollard, who committed to Tech yesterday for the class of 2025. i tell you what, you talk about it, he's a, he's a walking mountain. He is. He is. <laughs> I, mean, he is. I love the kid. I love this kid. But he, you know, <laughs> you hear the term gentle giant, that, that's, that's Carter. I yeah, mean, yeah. The, the kid, we, we had him up, obviously, for our Friday Night Blitz uh, media days last year. And, and it is funny, so... I've seen him on the sidelines of tech games or visits. Uh, heck, he was up at Marshall. I mean, he had a visit to Marshall. I'm, I'm, I'm up here covering the Virginia Tech Marshall game up in uh, West Virginia, and, and then he tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, whoa, like, how could I miss him? <laughs> how did I miss this guy? And, how did I miss him? I mean, just so nice. And then I uh, saw him at the sideline up at the Virginia Tech Virginia game up in Charlottesville. So, the kid is so awesome. He's going to be a good fit for the Virginia Tech program uh, when you have someone like that onto the team and, and what he's going to add. And, of course, he'll just get better and better and, and stronger and stronger. And that was someone that Virginia Tech had their eye on, focus. I mean, a lot of kids. I mean, you see someone like him. I mean, with his size and his ability to play on that line and even play defense as well, I mean, you're going to have – a lot of people looking at you, so it's it's uh, great for him to get that opportunity, and, and great for Virginia Tech to uh, obviously um, have someone uh, like that. And then uh, we also got word that uh, EJ Tolliver, who plays at Lord Bosot, you know, I saw him. And, and by the way, I, I want to give a shout out to the the fastest forty organization on Sunday. I got a chance to speak to their organization. Uh, what they do is they help young kids. Coach uh, Mark Harrison, uh, he helps young kids, you know, get stronger, faster, and, and and improve their athletic ability. And they had their first ever awards night on a Sunday. 
And uh, it's just an awesome thing. And I ran into, you know, uh, E.J. Tolliver, you know, his dad, Elton, you know, played at UVA. Right, and, right. Uh, and, and, you know, he committed to Brown University. Oh, wow. Brown, Brown was kid. offering him. Brown on him was, was on him hot and heavy, and he, he officially made it official. So he, he gave me the skinny. His dad and his, his, his son there, EJ, gave me the skinny. So going there. And then we also had Cam, uh, Cam Johnson, who's at North Cross. He's going to be going to VMI. So, yeah, this is the time of the year you're going to get some of these commitments. And, and obviously this next week is the second wave of signings for high school football mm-hmm. because you already had the early signings. Now you have these signings. But – but yeah, circling back to Carter, I mean, he's going to be a great addition to Virginia Tech. And, you know, they're starting to get some depth on that offensive line because one of the things that they talk about over there, you know, Coach Pride and the crew, you know, getting that opportunity to make your offensive line, your defensive line, you know, get some depth on there, you know, get bodies and to fill that up is a great opportunity for Tech. And, you know, it's it's great when you know where you're going and you know that this is what you're going to do. So kudos to to Carter and what he's done. And and I tell you, he's going to have a great senior year at Christiansburg. And he's been part of their resurgence of football over there the last few years. Jermaine Farrell joining us on the program, the sports director at WFXR. Always a great story when you have all these local kids getting a chance to fulfill their college football dreams. That's really cool, getting a getting a scholarly to an Ivy League school, man. That means uh, that kid's not just going there to play football, man. He's thinking about his future beyond it, right? I mean, that's a, that's a good get right there. That is. And the thing is, is that, you know, and, and how recruiting works, I mean, you, you've seen it, you know, you know, with your time at, at Rafford and various things like that is, you know, they weren't really on his radar, and all of a sudden, you know, someone knows someone who knows someone who hey, you need to check out this kid. I mean, he's going to do some things, and, and that's what happened. I mean, he got tipped off, and, you know, he went up there and had a visit. I was talking with him, like, this Sunday, had a great visit, and he really uh, loved it. And he was thinking about stuff outside of football, you know, because, you know, only so many get to the NFL. But it's what you do. If you get an opportunity to get a degree, like, for instance, if Brown University is on your resume, not only will that open up doors, I'll knock a few down that you couldn't get through. Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and it's not a down – I mean, if you're a college graduate, you're a college graduate. But, but, you know, there's certain schools that have a little more cachet than others. Not Again, I mean, every college is great. I think whether you graduate from, you know, wherever you graduate is great. But, you know, an Ivy League degree – you know, that really sets the table up for a lot of things. And, you know, I joke with him. I say, what can Brown do for you? Uh, apparently he's going to do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> college, college. I like it. I like it. Uh, I, I said that that was bad. That was a, that was oh, old that was joke, good. That know. was good. I like it. Was that a dad joke? No, well, maybe. Dad? But you know what? There's nothing wrong with dad jokes. It's fine. It's yeah, we're, 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 we're dads. I mean, right. you know, that's yeah. my job, to bring a little comedy even though you're 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 comical already on your show, I mean I'm just adding a little bit to help you out. Well, I appreciate that. Go. I appreciate that. All right, so <laughs> we've had a, a lot of folks who wanted me to talk to you about uh, high school basketball. Um, I got to be honest, I've kind of lost track of it. You know, Rick Cormie not at Radford anymore. He got a new coach there. Who is developing? What are some of the trends you're seeing? What are some of the things you like about what you're seeing out of some of our local high school programs right now? Well, I tell you what, I mean, and, and, you know, the neatest thing is, like, the other night over at William Fleming, William Fleming and Northside, I mean, what a battle those two teams have. 
you know, they honored, uh, you know, a guy that is, you know, has has coached there for a while, Mickey Hardy. And Mickey Hardy, he got his 350th win a couple of weekends ago at William Byrd, and they honored him. And here's what's interesting. So you have Mickey Hardy, who has 350 wins. Then you on the flip side, you got, you know, obviously Billy Pope with 650. You have 1,000 wins. <laughs> On the on the side on both benches. I mean, we have North Side, a North Side, and a William Fleming, and he and combined a thousand wins between those two coaches. You know, state championship coaches and and guys that know how to win. It's it's really impressive. One thing I did notice, and, and this is this is going to be interesting. You know, what they're going to have at Castle Coliseum. You know, they're going to have like the regional, the one region one C and region three D semifinals and finals there at the end of February, which is you get a chance to play at the Castle, you know, for those games, which is pretty neat. I mean, Castle has hosted state tournament games before, but, you know, to have that opportunity at the end of February is going to be pretty neat. But, you know, you're going to have your usual suspects that are always going to play well. I mean, there was a big upset uh, yesterday. James River girls knocking off Carroll County, the defending Class 3 champs at you know, with Alyssa Irvin on that Carroll County team and, and what she has meant to them over the last few years. I mean, I, I don't think, if my, my recollection serves right, Carroll County hasn't lost a district game in, in years. <laughs> I mean, That's they're right. Good and, and they're always that good down there in Hillsville. And, and it, you know, it's a you know blip on the radar. I mean, they're going to be in the conversation. They're going to try to repeat. And what they do down there is great. Uh, and then you, you look at some of the, the other programs out there that are looking really good. I mean, you look at a Patrick Henry, both boys and girls are always competitive. William Fleming, girls and boys, are always competitive. You know, K Spring boys, Northside boys, you know, Lord Bodicott boys and girls, you know, looking good. I mean, you, you look at their boys program, I mean, you know, they, they had a stretch. Last week they played four games in uh, five days. I said, what are you on, the NBA or something? That's right. Yeah, a lot of it was weather-related. But what they did, you know, something special, you know, last week we were there, and, you know, to, to help out with, um, you know, Lauren Worley, who was the Patrick County student uh, who got in a car accident. Uh, him and Micah, her and Micah Underwood of uh, Floyd County, yeah, they yeah. were in a car accident last, in December. And they raised money. Laura Botchard raised money for Floyd County and, and oh, vet nice. students and all that. And they wore special team Lauren Worley shirts, and they were raising money. And, you know, a lot of times, Rick, it, it's bigger than the game. Yeah, that's you right. You know, it's that's a right. small. And then, and then the story I did last week, which really was what touched my heart, you know, there were pop, PH girls basketball team with Potter Strong, you know, supporting Drew Potter, you know, and his wife, Rochelle, she's battling uh, leukemia. You know, the leukemia came back, and they did a big – they're selling shirts and all that. And to use your platform for good, that that's what it's all about. And it's such a special thing, you know, we can use your platform for that, you know, because, you know, you're out there, you're bringing attention to things. And, you know, like I said, it's bigger than basketball. It's bigger than sports when you can give back. that That's the stories that you, you love telling, you know, people giving of themselves in one way or another. And, you know, it's special to see that. And, and it, it touches my heart to see that. And, 
I enjoy doing it, and I'm always yeah, I'm a big fan of that. You know, yeah, I love the sport, I love the games, but you can give back, Rick. Boy, doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it do your heart good? It does, man. You, know, you can do that. No, I know I'm probably probably going off topic. No, no, it's fine. Here, but, it's fine. You know, we we need more of that in this world today. I mean, we yes, need we do kindness and giving back and. You know, we should help each other, you know, mano a mano, you know, and, and just give back. But anyway, I, I, I went I went a different route that I probably should, but I, it, stuff like I always want to spotlight and give attention to. No, as you should, man. Um, no apologies necessary. That's, that's awesome news. I love hearing all that. That's what it's all about. We're supposed to help each other. We're supposed to care about one another in our communities. It doesn't matter whether you agree or disagree on things, we're still supposed to be there for each other. So I like to hear things like that. And it's pretty school, uh, pretty cool to hear these schools taking that initiative. Really cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's not even about a robbery. It, 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 what was so neat, like I said, when, circling back with Coach Hardy over at William Fleming, you know, after the pre, you know during the presentation, you know, Billy Pope comes over and gives them a big hug. And they're rivals and they compete. But there's respect. You know, they respect each other. And it's great to see that respect. And, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, like I said, you know, when you see that, it definitely needs to be spotlighted. And, then, you know, these young kids, you know, these kids, I mean, they help one another. I mean, like I said, they know each other. And, you know, they might be on the same AAU team and different high schools and all that. But um, when it comes down time to help each other out, you know, and it's at all levels, you know, what – even, you know, at the college level, you know, what Virginia Tech, all their athletic programs and Rafford and all them giving back. And, you know, like I was speaking of Rafford, I know you had your alumni weekend. Yeah, it was great. And, and all those alumni came back and, and uh, couldn't get to that, you know, because we had other obligations. But, you know, uh, obviously the, the Smiths were the, the, the straw that starts to drink when it comes to those alumni functions because, you know, Hall of Famers <laughs> and all that was <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. There, you know, you know, Pebble, you know, Pebbles and, and with Mr. Smith and Mrs. Smith when they're in the house. I mean, they they have those courtside seats. And I see them down there. They got the Jackson Hickelson seats, and you know, everybody comes up to them, and it's well deserved. I mean, those are two awesome. They bleed red, white, and blue, not only for America but also for Rafford. So. Good stuff right then and there. And, you know, obviously, you know, the, the guy that you had before me, and I didn't get a chance to say this, but congratulations to Mike Burnham for being, you know, the Virginia Sportscaster of the Year. His second opportunity to get that well-deserved. I mean, you talk about a guy that is awesome at what he does, and he credits his team. And they, the, the Virginia Tech broadcasting crew over there do a great job. Uh, Bill Ross and Zach Mackey and everybody associated with them do a great job. But, you know, one constant we all know has been doing it north of 40 years, of course, is the awesome, you know, the, the awesomeness, you know, of a Mike Burnham. I mean, tremendous. And, and it's thankful to to, uh, to know him, call him a colleague, and to see what he does. He, he deserves that honor. So kudos to Mike Burnham. Yep, absolutely. Very well said. Well, listen, man, I hope you have a great week, and um, we look forward to WFXR's coverage, and we will resume next Tuesday. Yeah, and one other thing, too, real quick, Rick, yeah. is uh, big, big basketball this weekend over at Salem High School is the Adam Ward Classic. Okay. Uh, which uh, obviously uh, benefits the Adam Ward thing, and, you know, he has really uh, taken off with that, and, 
you know, to honor him. You know, Adam War, of course, lost his life tragically, him and Allison Parker. So, big basketball. They're going to have basketball there Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday. Now Sunday. <laughs> Friday and Saturday. A doubleheader on Saturday with Glenbird, Salem, Boys and Girls. And then, of course, a full schedule of games on uh, Saturday. So, check that out and support that. All right. We will pass that along, my friend. Listen, uh, great stuff, and I appreciate you, and we'll we'll talk next week. Yes, sir. Let's do it. We'll, we'll, I'll get into high school basketball next week. <laughs> that's right. No, it was fine. It was good. It was good. I, I like hearing more about the stories that are going on like that at the schools. I think that's cool. So that was good. That was great. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. There you go. That's uh, Jermaine Farrell. Join us. Good stuff from him, as always. We'll take a break. Come back. And we'll wrap up our two. Remind you what's ahead in our power hour when we return here on a very busy but very fun with great guests Tuesday. Mike Burnup, Jermaine Frail, David Smith, James Herring to come. We'll be back. from Mike Burnup and Jermaine Farrell, David Smith. We're going to round up the championship weekend. I'll have to crown him the champion of our picks because he has now officially defeated me. Okay, because, you know, he is our NFL expert, so I don't mind coming in second to David Smith. <laughs> James Herring will be in studio, I believe, Radford Basketball. We're going to talk about tomorrow and looking ahead to February. Gotten quite a few Gilligan's Islands texts. <laughs> some I can't really talk about. I've had some memes sent to me that I better not. Um delve too far into just for you know fcc purposes (laughs) but trust me they are very much appreciated thank you so much everyone who sent those to me (laughs) um today it's it'll be a little bit chilly 40s though not too bad at all for final couple days here in january Tomorrow night, Edmond Center will finish up the January schedule for Radford Hoops. Got to close out with a dub, get back to 500 in the league, and then you just kind of unleash in February, second time through the league, and we'll see what happens. That means there's going to be busy, busy February. That's eight games for Radford. That's a busy month, man. I mean, that's a lot. 
that's why February, I think, is the most fun, right? Heading into March. At least in terms of the regular season. All right, we'll be back. David Smith, the Raptor Hall of Famer, our NFL correspondent, when we return for Hour 3.